I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible and it starts with you. Get out your field notes and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, welcome back to the episode of 22 Minutes to Having It All. Now, Tom Anderson and I really dig deep into a lot of topics around the balance and how to simplify your success through having it all. And so you're going to find in this, we talk, you know, about trusting the purpose allows you to allow the process. We really talk about the failures and adversity that entrepreneurs and business owners have to overcome. And so it's just a really rich conversation that I know you're going to get a lot out of. So please tune in and you know what, share a review on this episode, wherever you listen to your podcast from, but we would love to get the review because what that's going to do, it's going to help more people receive this message. And this one, you know, Tom shares, he's a personal financial advisor. He has different tools and resources. He's been an entrepreneur. He's started companies. He's failed over seven times. That's what you're going to learn from this episode. And so please tell us the value that you're receiving. Give us and rate us with a review. That would be so appreciated. And we just want to thank you in advance for doing that. So listen in and enjoy this episode with Tom. All right. Thank you to this week's episode guest. We've got Tom Anderson and Tom is the founder and the CEO of Anasova. Tom, how do you say that? Anasova. Anasova. Anasova is a financial technology software company that creates plain English financial plans and connects users to the best in class solutions. So obviously, Tom is a huge asset for us as a guest and also a New York Times bestselling author of four books. Also, the former Finn executive and a tech founder. So you're an expert in all of these things with banking, wealth management and such. So Tom, thank you for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yeah. Okay. So let's lead off here. I mean, I've kind of introduced a few things. Do you want to touch on first what your technology software involves and kind of give us some insight if we're not familiar with that product? Yeah. So we make software that is plain English financial plans. And I think the basic premise to think about is it's often said that money is the number one cause of stress. We actually dive into that in a a bit more detail. And it turns out that on a scale of one to 10, the majority of people rank themselves at less than five for feeling on track for their future. So when you hear that, how does that resonate with you? Do you think money is the number one cause of stress? Oh my gosh. You know what, Tom? And especially in today's market and time, and it may not even be the market because it's still pretty healthy, right? I, I still feel we're in a really solid bull market, but the perception of what's going on in the world, I think has got people in angst. So I agree with you hundred percent. It's the number one factor. So let's break through that. Yeah. Well, let's actually grab exactly what you said. I mean, how interesting. So we are at a, a point in time where we've had one of the greatest bull markets of all times and our interest rates have ticked up a little bit recently, but generally they're still at generational lows. 
Billions of dollars have been invested into financial technology firms and platforms. You can do more on your iPhone today than you could do on the most sophisticated computer systems a decade ago. You have all the tools at your fingertips, but stress is rising, not falling. And yes, there's some geopolitical aspects of it, but it's just more, we think it really simply comes down to most people don't have a plan. And when you have a plan, stress falls. It's just kind of therapy 101. So that's really what our simple mission is, is to make financial plans accessible to more people. And we think there's a lot of reasons that people don't have them, but that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So basically, I mean, the clarity of just get a plan and it does, it removes the stress. So talk to us about that. Like, you know, if somebody's listening to this episode, Tom, and they're really resonating with that, what kind of advice do you have just out of the starting gates of getting a plan? Like, what does that involve? Yeah. The way that our company is designed is we offer plans two ways. So if you happen to be affiliated with a company or membership group or things like that, we white label our plans. And so this is a great way for employee benefits, membership associations, companies who have a a single product, but want to learn more about their users. So our primary model is that we white label our financial plans as an engagement tool that companies put on their website. But we do also have a website, freefinancialplan.com, which is just where anyone who's listening can go get a plan. And The average user takes about six minutes. The plans are fast, free, and totally anonymous. And we think those are things that everybody wants. So the free is 100% free. There's no people. It's fully automated. That's why it's, it's fast and it's anonymous. You don't even have to put an email into it. There's no accounts. There's no setting things up, just ask you big picture questions and it gives you a big picture checklist of things you should be thinking about. Yeah. You've got to start somewhere, right? And I think that's going to resonate for a lot of people. And like you said, that scarcity mode. So why do you think money is the number one cause of stress? Like what are you seeing just outside of like the normal things, like working in finance and investments like you do? What other type of factors are you witnessing? Well, it's a great question. I think one of the things is that the way the advice industry has changed a lot recently, you know, look, if you have more than $2 million, there are all sorts of financial advisors to work with people and and things like that. And I think millennials and people who are just kind of getting started in life need advice, but, but maybe they get that from some online solutions. It's harder to say. But there's a massive demographic of people in the middle, like let's say you have $500,000 of net worth and a lot of that's in your 401k and it's in your home and it's in your cash and checking and savings account. Who do you actually turn to for advice? There's a giant demographic that doesn't really have a clear source that they can turn to. And it's not like you can wake up on a Saturday morning and exactly Google things because you don't know what to Google, right? So if you don't know what a 529 plan is, you're not going to Google that, or you might type in college savings for children, but then it, 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 it's not comprehensive. So you ha- it's there's these really weird gaps, I guess, in advice right now. And that's, I think, what we're trying to solve. Yeah. And the simplicity is everything right now because everything feels so complex, right? You know, and had been in the space. Now, I do kind of want to shift the conversation, Tom. I mean, you have been an entrepreneur yourself and you have some very solid entrepreneurial strategies that you've used to have both success and failure. Can you give us some background on your entrepreneurial experience? I mean, I think every job in any place certainly can be entrepreneurial. I started out in investment banking briefly, and that actually is a very entrepreneurial space. So I think the term can be broader, but it's not in the in the traditional sense. And then I moved and became a financial advisor. And as an advisor, you're really running your own business within a firm. And so built that up. But when you do build it up and because you have a firm around you, there's an entrepreneurial component of it that's all buffered by the firm. I then left kind of that safe umbrella and created my own financial technology firm from kitchen table to uh, you know what it is today. 
had an exit uh, with that. And then now I'm kind of on to round two. So anytime you have kind of entrepreneurial ventures within a firm, starting out something from the ground or, or kind of doing a second rodeo, uh, I think you have a lot of lessons learned along the way. What's the biggest lesson you've learned? <laughs> and I'm sure you knew I was probably going to ask you that one. I mean, but seriously, when you look at that experience, and I think it's really rich, Tom, and nobody really has a straight path. So I really respect what you're saying and then how you've you know pivoted yourself through that. But what have you found to be the biggest challenge in all of it? I think it is being able to continuously embrace change has been the hardest thing for me as a person. So I, I mean, actually, if you think about it by coaching, I would sit down with people and say to them, hey, if you make X amount of money and save Y amount of money, then you'll have Z amount of money when you are 65 years old. And it was this very linear approach to life. And I could take those same type of plans and apply them to me because I'd say, well, if my income grows by X and I save Y, then I will end up at Z. I think the biggest challenge is learning to live comfortable with massive amounts of uncertainty and just constant change around you. You don't know what's happening in three, six, or 12 months. And has been a hard personality adjustment for me. Well, and you have to have a level of belief in yourself, right? That's kind of what I'm hearing right there. There's a huge confidence factor in being able to handle that constant change and uncertainty. And I think we all face that, right? I don't think anybody has the crystal ball or has all the answers, but that's like that inner work where we have to go inward on it. And I think just kind of fueling that belief of self. How do you measure what I'm talking about, Tom? Do you have a system on how you measure your belief systems or the success that you're having or kind of how you pick yourself up or rebound from that? I do a few different things. I try to, I had an executive coach when I was at Merrill Lynch and um, his name was Matthew Cross and he had a concept called a Hoshin Compass, which was, it's a relatively known style, but narrowing on the things that matter. When you get into a certain entrepreneurial mode and you are feeling like the world could fall apart on you in three or six months, you might think that the only thing that you should be doing then is focusing on work. But when you do that, it almost guarantees that the world around you will collapse. And so I try to keep balance between you know, my mind, body, and spirit and, and try to stay very you know, physically active. I try to stay focused on my family. I try to, you know, when I'm with my kids, not have my phone on. These are small things, but when I haven't really tried to block and maintain that focus, and if I do think I'm going to survive by just focusing on work, that's actually when the world has collapsed around me. Mm. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, my personal mission is to give balance and simplify success because we do make it hard. But when I talk about balance, I mean, we have to have that inner fulfillment as much as the outer fulfillment, right? That outer fulfillment is our business and our, you know, the finance, but like that contentment, that inner fulfillment of peace and meaning contentment, I think it's very, very powerful. How aware are you, Tom, of putting focus to your inner fulfillment as much as your outer? Well, so, I mean, the inner fulfillment, if an entrepreneur cannot succinctly state the mission and purpose of what they're doing, then you're not really going to feel that fulfillment. So I, I like in Anasova, what I like about it is the mission to reduce stress to a broader segment of people is mission driven. And that then fulfills me. It's like, even if we don't succeed in this, I'm happy because we tried. So I, I think that if you have a mission that you're passionate about and excited about, and you feel like you're doing good for society and contributing something that you're good at, and you really just can't wait to wake up in the morning and charge into, then that is that inner fulfillment. And then it isn't really work. And as long as you can keep the rest of your life balanced in how you allocate the time, you have a really nice kind of 
circle of synergy there, if that makes any sense. Oh, it makes a hundred percent. I mean, and that's just the brand of, you know, this is the having it all podcast. That's why these conversations are so powerful because I think it all kind of goes and anchors back to purpose. So I love that you stated that, Tom, because that purpose gives us our alignment, right? And then when we have that alignment, then we have balance. And then we can have clarity and we can have contentment and all the beautiful things that kind of inner work into that process. So I think it's brilliant. Any kind of final words around that purpose or alignment before we kind of talk maybe about failures and challenges? It seems like it's a small exercise. And it's one that I think that people probably don't spend enough time on. It's, it's an easy thing to say. You have to define purpose. You have to define mission. You have to define your why. You have to define your values. But it really is, if you have that, I do like what you said. You get to that point of alignment and, and balance. So I guess what my point that I'm trying to emphasize is everyone kind of says that same thing. It's kind of like eat your vegetables or exercise, you know, three times a week for 30 minutes a day, but it matters. And I think a lot, enough people don't spend enough time just focusing on the basics. And and when you do, you get to a much stronger sense of clarity. Well, yeah. And those basics simplify it all, right? When we can go back to those basics. And that's where I witness it all the time with entrepreneurs or, or, you know, the executives we work with, we overcomplicate right? And then it just throws us into a whole big pool of muck versus like being really clear, really defined. That's that inner peace. So like um, having it all to me truly is peaceful achievement, right? So it's like that inner peace, but you're still achieving things and you can actually achieve them easier and faster and make a bigger impact because you have the balance of all the things. Do you feel, Tom, that like you have found that peaceful achievement within and give us any examples around it? I don't know. I like the movie Kung Fu Panda. And the, like, <laughs> there's a thing. I was thinking about the quest for inner peace and things. And it's, it's, I think it's a lifelong quest. So once you get to like some levels of peace, then you're always trying to get to another level. So I, I think it's a lifelong journey. So I don't think that I've gotten there or ever will get there. But I try to look at how I feel my relationship is with my wife, which I think is strong. I try to look at how my relationship is with my children and if they're feeling, you know, success and, and fulfillment in their lives. And friendships around me. And I I try to stay focused on, you know, my health and is it staying within ranges where I'd like it to be. And I think if I can feel a happy connection with my wife and that my kids are doing well and that I'm feeling healthy and that I'm liking the direction that the business is going, then you start to get to a point of balance. But look, each one of those are things that need to they're never at a point of done, if that makes sense. Yeah. Family, health, wealth. You're right. And I don't think anybody's ever arrived. If they have, I would love to meet them <laughs> because I think we would all be fascinated by them because it is powerful. And, and it's a really interesting concept though. But I think, yes, it is a forever journey. And I love that advice. Like People have to embrace that journey and dig deep into finding that purpose and their value. So it's always an interesting topic that people love to hear, you know, on the podcast too, but, you know, have you had any failures that you've had to overcome at all, Tom, through your experiences? Yeah. I, I, look, you get in the baseball hall of fame with a 30% batting average. So <laughs> there are tons and tons and tons of, of strikeouts along the way. So you definitely don't have enough time in your podcast for me to outline all of the failures, but the failures from, you know, trying to do a pitch and it closing, trying to raise investor capital is more than a hundred no's for every yes. And it's just a process that can literally bring you to tears. And I thought actually in raising capital the second time around that it'd be easier because I'd done it before and 
you know, we had a nice product market fit and all these other things. And it's continuously difficult and full of failure. My first marriage failed. So that's a tragic failure. And there's a lot of lessons learned that come from that. A tremendous amount of friendships failed during the business process when I was commingling relationships. Actually, I think the road is probably, it's been, well, it's, there's about seven failures at least for each success. So <laughs> there's a... That's great though. Yeah. But listen, Tom, listen how strong you are today. And I think your value is seven times richer. Would you agree? There's a saying, would you rather try and fail than never to have tried at all? And people, of course, are like, well, it's great to try, but you fail a lot. And so you learn from each one of those. And I do think that's a much more rewarding and enriched life, but it's a much bumpier, harder path. And so I, I do think that you become a, a more meaningful being with some of these lessons learned, but some of the lessons are learned pretty hard ways at, at very expensive costs. Right, right. Yeah. So my mantra to that is a setback is a setup for a comeback. And so every time that I've ever experienced a setback in business, I always trust the process and just give all the power to the comeback that's going to happen because you know that there's going to be a comeback, right? You do. And one of the things that's interesting, you know, that I've had to kind of learn through my process. If I sense that there is a failure on the horizon, I can try to want to uh, control the process. And then by trying to control the process, you never get to where you want to be. So actually releasing some of the control, trusting the other people around you, trusting them to move it forward is when things have actually moved forward um, much better. But that's been a, a tough thing for me to do also. Trust the team. Oh boy. Yeah. Trusting the process. And boy, I've heard it now lately a lot more than I have in a long time, but I think there's power to that. And, you know, trusting the process is going to be different for everybody, but you know, you do have to trust and you have to believe. And I think once you, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had about your alignment and your purpose, right? So you have to really trust that that is your true purpose and you have to give it all the power and when you do that, you can release the tension, which then allows you to remove the control, which omits all the stress. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And as you have that alignment and your focus on the mission, I think the other thing that you have to kind of have in that process of balance is being able to adapt along the way. So, you know, what I thought the first company was going to be, I did not wake up saying we wanted to build bank gut technology stuff. It kind of evolved that way. And actually, even what I thought Anisova was going to be, it's evolved to being something else. So as long as you can, it's kind of like the strongest tree in the forest bends the most, you have to kind of have this, the balance is having that balance and alignment, but also being able to bend and evolve and, and pivot essentially within these ideas toward that long-term purpose. Yeah. Through adversity, through resilience, through all the things that you have to experience. I love it. Tom, this is so great. So where can we find you? People are listening to this. We're coming into the close. Last words of advice, plus where can we connect with you deeper? Well, I'd be greatly honored if you ran a plan through freefinancialplan.com as an individual. And at the end, you can see data from peers and you can give us feedback. The thing is, is there's a saying in technology, like if you aren't mortified about your first release, then you release too late. So we're trying to really evolve this. I would love, you can reach me at tom at anisova.com. I'd love an email with feedback on the plan, how we can make it better. We're really excited about where the product is going. So get a plan. Hope it helps you lower your stress and send me your comments and feedback. And if you do have a company that you think would be interested in white labeling our financial plans, having your brand your way, reach out to us at anisova.com and we'd love to talk. 
Tom, that is just excellent. So great advice. You know where to go for this. I think it's been a really rich conversation. I know that entrepreneurs that are listening to this and business owners are taking away a lot. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Love your focus on mission, purpose, and values and wish you all the best. Thanks, Tom. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.